I'm all about that fuss-free glam. Give me makeup that's versatile and feels like air on my skin and has ingredients that love my face, that's good for my face. You know, clean ingredients. And don't even get me started on mascaras because I do want them bold and lengthening. <laughs> and so we have Thrive Cosmetics, which I've been using since 2020, obviously because I appreciate their foolproof products that make it really easy to apply for any skill level. And they have a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look, but also they give back. Every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive. Hence why it's Thrive Cosmetics, C a u s e medics thrive cosmetics and bigger than beauty skincare are not just makeup brands they're a whole vibe they're all about empowering us to rock our confidence and when you support them we are helping other communities thrive their stuff is not only easy to use but no nasties zero parabens sulfites phthalates they are 100 vegan and cruelty free let's talk lashes thanks to thrive's liquid lash extensions i must say that my lashes are just so beautiful and lush it adds lengths there are no clumps and also guess what it slides right off with warm water so no raccoon eyes here and i appreciate they have nourishing ingredients that support longer stronger and healthier looking lashes over time and it's a unique formula they use that creates these tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. We've had problems in the past with the link, but the link does work now. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 10% off your first order. With Mother's Day just around the corner, are you thinking about something truly special for your mama? I am. And let me tell you about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? So here is how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her a question via email, and these can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions you wish to ask, and then she can either type her response or record her voice. And then mylifeinabook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And then guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. You get to preserve her voice and her stories for your family. I mean, imagine you're discovering stories about her youth, her adventures, the challenges that she had to overcome in life, the way that you two connect and relate, and also the way her grandkids will relate to her. I mean, this book becomes a legacy and something that you and your future generations can truly treasure forever. I mean, your mom's given you a lifetime of stories, so this is your chance to give her a way to share them. And not only am I creating one for my mom now for Mother's Day, but for my dad's birthday, as my dad is turning 80 this year, and I like to gift him with sentimental gifts. You know, he's gifted my family and I so many treasured moments. So I wanted to create something for us to collect these memories and for my future kids for them to know my father's voice. So beautiful, sentimental, easy to use. Let me emphasize, easy to use. And you can truly create one for anyone, your mom, your dad, your bestie, maybe even you. <laughs> so check out mylifeinabook.com and use code MAGIC at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com and use code MAGIC for 10% off today.
even honestly in the spiritual community people for a while i think that it's for sure expanded beyond that but assume that you have to be a certain shape or body type to seem woke or spiritual but that's so not true i've realized that our bodies our shells no matter what they're going to respond in a way that brings us our bodies in a harmonious state our bodies will protect us our bodies heal us and our bodies are going to go up and down depending on what is best for us at that time as long as we listen and treat our right now let the magic begin Hello, hello, and jaima, jaima yomis. It is Raquel sending all the love. I hope you're having a beautiful Wednesday or whatever day you're listening to this. So, because I'm so long-winded, I had to, as always, do a part two for my solo. You guys, I just, I have a problem. I'm not the most concise person. Let's be honest. I'm aware. I'm (laughs) self-aware. Yet, I am going to do my best to be more concise this time around so I can answer as many questions as possible. And I'm so deeply appreciative of everyone who submitted a question or just sent some love when I sent out these responses. I'm still so grateful for everyone who listens today. You know, the podcast has been around since October 16th, 2017, and some of you have been here since day one, or maybe perhaps even 2018, which is still so early, maybe even last year. Wow, like honestly, I can't even express my gratitude for all of you. And for anybody tuning in who's brand new, welcome. This is your own magic. I usually have guests, amazing guests, feel free to just scroll through. (laughs) You can see who's been on the podcast, but definitely people who share their magic in some way, shape, or form that happen to be wonderful creators and just honestly conscious shifters, expanding our consciousness in a variety of different areas. For example, channeling, manifestation, breath work, astrology, numerology, human design, artistry, any sort of art. I mean, we have musicians on, we have illustrators on, and a lot on working with the moon and nature. And the overall theme is connecting with your soul, God, source, the universe. So you too can create your own magic. Now, let's get on with the questions. And again, I'm going to try to be as concise as possible. Also, just to note, I like part one as well. I have not scripted anything. I'm reading this and just answering whatever comes to heart at this moment. Whenever I do this, I always think afterwards, oh, I should have said this, ah, I should have said this, but there's no shoulds. This is only in the moment. I'm asking very presently with whatever I'm feeling at this time, whatever comes through, whatever I decide to download or just spew. But honestly, I prefer off the cuff because when I do write and script it, sometimes I feel like I think too hard as I'm voicing it. So I would rather just allow it to come through the heart presently. All right, with all of that being said, 
I believe it is time to let the magic continue with you and I. I love Q&As. Let's begin with this question from Always Christina. What is the path to being an incredible listener? I don't know. You tell me. Yomis are the actual best listeners. (laughs) No. Well, obviously, you are all amazing listeners, but I'm talking about audience, listeners, podcast listeners. I truly believe that Euromagic has curated the absolute most amazing, most loving listeners on Mama Earth. And that is not up for debate. It just is, okay? (laughs) No, I'm kidding. But kind of. But (laughs) what you're really asking. So, what is the path to being an incredible listener? Christina, thank you so much for asking a question. And honestly, I don't believe there's a path per se when it comes to being an incredible listener or what I would rather say as a deep listener. However, deep listening comes with being extremely present in the moment with whoever you are interacting with and there are times when perhaps we want to formulate what we're going to say next as that person is talking because maybe we don't want there to be too much airspace or a gap between what they say and what we say or we want to make sure that they feel heard and so we want to have a great response Or perhaps we have an idea or a topic or just something we want to say branching off what they said and we just want to say it right away so we're not fully listening. We're just listening to their words, but we're not fully listening to them. And there's so much between the lines to hear when you are extremely present with their words, what they're saying, how they're feeling, what they're expressing. Let's say your mind interjects and tells you what it wants to say next. Recognize that thought and remind yourself, I'm present listening to this person. And to shorten that, because our inner dialogue honestly takes away from being present with that person. The second you recognize yourself not deeply listening, just say presence. And again, focus on what that person is saying what they're truly saying beyond the words that they're expressing. There's obviously a lot of context between the lines of what people are saying. And you can feel it, you can hear it when they're expressing whatever they're saying. Now, of course, we'll always perceive whatever people say slightly differently given the fact that we all wear different lenses and have a different perception on the world. However, deep listening truly is an art and that is honestly the best way to also make people feel seen and connect with people, create deeper relationships with people. And when you make people feel seen and heard, truly heard, there's that connection that no matter what you say, no matter what you do, they're always just going to remember how you made them feel. It's okay if there's some silent space between what they say and what you say. In fact, sometimes people deeply appreciate that. I genuinely don't mind when I say something and someone perhaps nods their head. I can tell that they are consuming what I say, taking in what I say, and then they formulate thoughtfully what they're going to say back. And I do deeply appreciate that. 
I can tell when someone isn't so present and truly deeply listening to me if there are interjections that aren't relevant or they want to segue to something else really fast to another topic. That's when, uh, okay, I hope that you heard me, you know, and maybe they did, but they didn't give me that deep listening vibe, which people truly do love to connect with. So I wouldn't say that there's a path, but you can truly begin to venture on your own path to incredible listening, which is basically just deep listening, being extremely present with the person who is speaking to you and listening beyond their words. Side note, I am not always the best deep listener, even on the podcast. However, when I do recognize that I'm not present with the guest or whoever I'm speaking to, that is when I'm like, oh, all right, let's be present. Listen. And then I usually do. (laughs) Next question. All right. The art of Hannah. How to walk away from what isn't your true calling, but the only thing you know. Oh, Hannah, Hannah, thank you so much for this question. This is something that I can indeed deeply relate to. I've battled with this before as well, especially when, because it's what we know, it happens to give us a sense of comfort. And there are two ways that I visualize you perhaps or anybody that is experiencing this to go about this, depending on the type of person you are. And this is where a sense of self-awareness is key to allow this to happen more successfully and in a less scary way. Perhaps you're somebody that would like to slowly integrate something new in. And so you can continue doing whatever it is that you don't feel like it's your calling, which I'm sure it's part of your calling because it's going to add to whatever is your soul's calling. All of our life experiences collectively are little puzzle pieces that create the big picture and allow us to thrive in whatever our calling is. So it could be a piece of your calling and whatever else you're feeling called to, you can dapple with that as you're still working with or doing whatever's making you money financially, whatever feels right right now because this is what you know while you slowly integrate something else. Or... You can go cold turkey, take a great leap. It's a risk, but sometimes high risk, high reward, whatever feels right. Great leap, drop, leave, whatever you're doing and fully focus on one other thing. And who knows if that is your calling, whatever you decide to leap into, but I'm sure it's a piece of whatever the greater picture is. You're still so young, I assume. And so... There are going to be many different ventures in your life. Even if right now, let's say you are a barista. What a beautiful artistry to learn so much behind the counter as you interact with customers, as you work with coffee, that perhaps leaps you into something greater eventually in time. And then maybe you decide to also, while you are a barista, decide to dabble a bit with painting and selling your paintings. And then collectively you're learning and experiencing so much. Perhaps it's not about living right now, our exact true mission and calling. Again, I truly believe we have a variety of them, but 
as we allow ourselves the time to do little things throughout the day or throughout the week or even throughout the month that just expand our creative endeavors or expand our interests and satisfy that desire within us to try a variety of things, we will feel a little more satiated in some way. However, if you're feeling stuck right now and you truly want to walk away but you fear it, either slowly integrate something else, perhaps you have a nine to five so you want to do something else on the side after work or before work, or if you want to take a high risk leap, perhaps do that. Only you know exactly what it is that will work best for you. I have a variety of different missions as I've had a variety of different messes in my life, but if this is the only thing that you know, well, perhaps it's time to know more and you can just slowly add in more things to know. And I'm sure there is a lot more that you do know Nobody just knows one thing, but perhaps there's more things that you can work with more so you can enhance skills with that more. (laughs) I hope that that helps and I wish you the best of luck in pursuing your mission. All right, Erica and Hall, did you have family that didn't support your spiritual journey? If so, how did you deal? Thank you so much for this question. It's interesting. My family has always been extremely supportive in whatever I endeavor. I'm so blessed in that way. However, my dad is, I love him. I love him so much. Yet he is quite opinionated and so a bit skeptical. Of course, he's very science-based. So if science hasn't proven it, then he doesn't quite believe it. He does, of course, believe in UFOs and aliens and honestly channeling. It makes sense to him given the fact that look at how we are now able to communicate via technology, something that people could not even fathom back in the day. And if aliens happen to be light years ahead of us, why wouldn't they be able to communicate through humans in order to help save the planet? (laughs) I don't think he's 100% invested in the idea of channeling, but I do know he's open to it and does somewhat believe it. However, a lot of other stuff does not make sense to him. He doesn't quite believe in, especially if it just does seem to woo-woo out there. And that is where our faith indeed comes in when we've expanded beyond science and understand that there is more to life than what physically may meet the eye because there is so much wonder that why would humans be able to scientifically prove that? Also, when people just truly believe in science, I'm like, why? You realize how much eventually gets debunked in some time. There's just this power of inner knowing. Don't get me wrong. I am all for scientifically proving whatever as well because that is a great way to make sense of X, Y, and Z. Yet, keep in mind, stuff indeed eventually does evolve or get debunked. Humans, our shells, our vessels, we have changed immensely as we recode our DNA becomes more crystalline, but you know what? We don't need to get into that. Again, here I am going on another track when I intended to be concise. 
So yes, my dad does support my spiritual journey. Yet sometimes he's so opinionated, it doesn't always feel like it. <laughs> Yet he also knows I'm going to do whatever I want to do, no matter what he says. <laughs> I've always kind of been like that. So, and my mom does too, though my mom fully supports my spiritual journey. She listens to every single episode. Does she seem to fully take in everything? No, because she has her own perspective of the world and that's okay. That's too much on me to try to change them. Instead, I just like to live my path, live my happiness, live my life. And in doing so, I can tell that they both take in bits and pieces and whatever resonates for them, they end up taking on for themselves. But they have no choice but to, <laughs> if they want me in their life, they have no choice but to allow me to live and appreciate whatever I'm going through on my spiritual journey. They know my boundaries, they know me. And I think it's important to set those boundaries as well. Some parents might have a hard time with it because they've painted a picture given their lens of perception of what your life should look like or what they perceive life to look like best for everybody. So sometimes it's hard for them to understand one walking a spiritual journey and deviating from what perhaps they had pictured before. And yet, that's up to you, that's up to us to set those boundaries for our family so they understand, look, we're doing this and you can basically accept it and be a great, beautiful, respected part in my life, which no matter what, I'll unconditionally love you or not be fully there in my life. And that's all, honestly, it's up to you to create those boundaries in a very loving and not super disruptive way because you are doing what you feel called to and you're taking a great leap of faith. There's always reward in that, no matter how big or small our ego or mind might perceive it to be, there's always reward in that. And so I just hope that you take this and you do what's best for your soul, Erica. Next question, Kend underscore Hend, Kendall. Kendall came to the Sedona retreat. Kendall, you know I love you. And Kendall asks, how do you maintain peace with your human shell body and balance with the higher self? So Kendall knows that I sent her a long answer to this via DM because this is one, speaking of missions, one of my many missions, as this has been one of my messes in life is that pure unconditional love with the shell, especially being so bombarded with whatever social media and society shares even honestly in the spiritual community people for a while i think that it's for sure expanded beyond that but assume that you have to be a certain shape or body type to seem woke or spiritual but that's so not true i've realized that our bodies our shells no matter what they're going to respond in a way that brings us our bodies in a harmonious state our bodies will protect us, our bodies heal us, and our bodies are going to go up and down depending on what is best for us at that time as long as we listen and treat our right. I've realized to embrace all of it because my body knows better than I do. It's not healthy to obsess over what we eat or over exercising or which I've definitely been there. I was obsessed with every single ingredient I put in my body 
and over-exercising just to look a certain way and that was not healthy. There was something else that was going on. And so our body will just go to our happy set point, whether that's a little curvier or a little thinner, whatever it is. And embracing that allows us just naturally without not even just balance, just align with our higher self. And who knows what our physical purpose is. As a, again, we have so many missions on this planet. And so we're going to experience a variety of different shells. For example, let's say Lizzo. She's probably because she just fully embraces her big, beautiful womanhood. That's one of her many missions. And she's allowing so many other big, beautiful women just to feel that beauty. And of course, we, whether or not you have a similar shape to Lizzo, you see her and you just see her soul because that's who she's tapped into. She's so magnetic without even probably a ton of different spiritual modalities or whatever. I know that she recently went vegan, which is amazing, but she's a big, beautiful woman with a mission singing and sharing her soul unapologetically with her own fire. And that's so magnetic and she's living her purpose in that way. And then same with women who are extremely slim and it, they struggle to gain weight. They also will have a hard time fully embracing their shell for some time because the grass is always greener on the other side. But then it's so beautiful once they finally own it. They're like, look, this is me. This is me. Me, I'm somebody who I'll always have that curvier shape. I'm pretty well endowed in the chest and in the rear region. And I had a hard time with that for some time, especially when I've had friends. Most of my friends are just so slim. And so I would have a hard time with that. But guess what? This is me and this is my beautiful body. And there was a long period of time when I was extremely slim. So I was holding on to that rhetoric. But guess what? My shell was ready to evolve from that. And I only created more resistance when I was not allowing it. And there was so much turmoil that I was experiencing emotionally and mentally and physically that made everything so much more challenging. And it's only been recently where I'm just more able to just love it love me all of me but i understand this is a huge part of what so many women go through today and i understand i feel you but one thing i can tell you for certain is that when you allow your shell to be and embrace her natural, God-given, universe-given, innate beauty, the way she is naturally, not even having to balance, but naturally, you align more deeply with your highest self, your most magnetic, most authentic, most powerful self, and everybody else will see your beauty that before you could not see. The beauty that is you today, not the you that you envision or want to be, but the beauty that is you today. Drop the stories, the narrative, society's rhetoric. See her and everyone else will too. Society standards of beauty can always be redefined by you. 
Again, if you'd love for me to expand on this in another solo, because I could go on about this for days, including incorporating some wisdom from channeled entities like Abraham Hicks when it comes to the proper way to nourish our body and actually how much our subconscious mind plays a role in that beyond anything else but that is another thing that i can talk about later if you are interested i would be more than happy to also kendall you're freaking beautiful i love you so much and everyone listening i just want you guys to know you're beautiful whether or not you will believe it in this moment that's just something that you've been innately gifted with is beauty all right we're reaching half an hour so right now perhaps take a little stretch that's what i'm gonna do right now is i just need to stretch oh sometimes i do this during the podcast and i'm like man i would like for them to stretch with me i wanted to do that before we move on to our next question to move and embrace this beautiful body and listen to her she's telling me to stretch so i'm gonna stretch and the next question sarah bello underscore c what are your current go-to recovery mechanisms to feeling swept up by toxicity? Ooh, Sarah, I love this. I'm holding my Labradorite in my hand and holding her up to my heart as I... <sighs> Listen and find the right way to articulate this. So given the current state of events of today... I have felt a little more in and out of alignment because there is a lot of toxic, there's a lot of toxicity that is basically being jammed down our throat. They're screaming at us because tension's high today. And especially if you're a highly sensitive being, that can just almost paralyze you or make you feel down and... I'll be honest to say that, you know, I've definitely had some dark days throughout quarantine and after quarantine. And so I just come to Seoul and just understand like this is only temporary and that I'm okay and that I'll be okay. And I feel so much better now, especially now that I have this beautiful lake condo. And it's not the material of the lake condo, though. That is also so nice. That doesn't bring me happiness. But what is bringing me peace is simply just honoring my own energetic boundaries and being on my own because you may or may not know I have on and off been spending the majority of this year with my family because of quarantine and my dad's health and his age my mom's health her age so I feel this desire I just know I need to be around them at this time however like we talked about earlier the difference of perspectives and him being super opinionated I just needed to step away so I can <sighs> breathe and be Raquel Mantra. <laughs> anyway, my recovering mechanisms for being able to release, let go, and just move beyond the toxicity that surrounds my world, our world. Now, depending on where you are in your journey or understanding what allows you to feel more light, as in Perhaps you have certain tools that allows you to feel more connected or you have been exploring other modalities that allows you to feel more connected. But truly, the detox, aside from perhaps 
detoxing your body with food or whatever, like the actual just personal, emotional and mental detox that allows you to recover from dark emotions and toxic situations and people. We all have different tools. And since you're asking me my current ones, well, of course, and this doesn't resonate with everybody, but crystals truly do, having them around me, placing them along my chakras. So lie down and I place one on my third eye, one on my throat, one on my chest or the center of my chest, so on my heart chakra, and then one just below my rib cage, my solar plexus, one at my root, so I just do it right at my, right below my belly, and then sometimes I'll place one just above my head that's just touching the top of my head, the top of my crown, and closing my eyes, no music, no nothing, just closing my eyes and breathing allows me to feel this ease and calmness and align with equilibrium also i like doing this when i'm all by when i'm by myself with no one else around but perhaps you might want someone to do that with you that's also beautiful too but i don't recommend it someone doing it when someone else is around and they're doing something else and perhaps they're not even tuned in to themselves right now they're just so in their head like that does not help the energy at all it's more so to truly just clear the space and allow what's beyond the physical to realign you. So that's one practical tool. And of course, scent, some sort of incense. Like right now I have sage and also I love sweet orange and lavender essential oils. So those are very simple spiritual modalities, but let's just say that you don't have the crystals around or you just don't really want to use any sort of tools that feel too woo woo for you. Well, the one simple key that will, I believe, resonate with every person and that definitely helps me just feel realigned and reconnected and it just naturally allows you to detox from all the toxicity around you, go out of nature, go out of nature, either with someone else who intends on having a silent nature time and just realigning and connecting not somebody that's going to sit there and just chat your ear off about everything going on in life but go out in nature by yourself or with one other person that has the exact same intention allow yourself to even take off your shoes so you can release positive ions and infuse your vessel with negative ions of mama earth and that will just naturally bring equilibrium on into your shell But I'm telling you, that silent space in nature clears so much. I might have a few cries sometimes, but there's nothing that beats that for me. Nothing. Not even lying down with crystals all over my body. Nothing beats going out in nature. Now you can also go out in nature and put all the crystals on your body. That's next level. And that's also nice. (laughs) I hope that helps, Sarah. Okay, next question. Golden Lights underscore blog. I'm assuming this is a never have I ever. Never have I ever judged myself based on the words of others. Yeah, of course. I think that's part of everybody's human experience. If you're like me, you think the highest and the best of pretty much everybody else, then you can be your worst critic. I indeed, it takes a lot for me to dislike somebody. 
a lot. <laughs> However, in fact, I can't even think of anybody that I, I definitely don't hate anybody. There are people that I probably don't care to have in my life, but I don't dislike or hate them. However, when it comes to myself, if somebody says something negative, not somebody that I don't know because I'm like, ugh, they don't know me, but someone that knows me, that will hurt. And I will indeed believe it and take it in. And my subconscious might end up embedding that as truth for myself. And therefore, that's something that I've had to just work with and release doing some shadow work. Because, hey, that's human. We truly do. I mean, I think everybody definitely has taken on judgments of others and infuse that into our body and therefore we end up at in some point in some time when we get triggered have to release it right if we're aware to do that otherwise we live with this assumption which this assumption is just an illusion that is not true at all at all it's just their own projection of their own reflection <laughs> all right next question tina's art of life Lost myself in love, found my self-love, open to unconditional love. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> I love that. I'm assuming this is also a never have I ever. So never have I ever lost myself in love, found my self-love, open to unconditional love. Illy. Illy too. I love you too, Tina. Yeah, I lost. I wouldn't say I lost myself. I actually, I don't think anybody ever loses themselves in love. I think that they explore another part of themselves. It's also a beautiful time where you let go of so many stories of who you thought you were and you get to explore something new. So I explored something new when I was in love indeed. But then when I decided to step out because I didn't feel so in love anymore and to explore more for myself, I found another sense and source of self-love which definitely opened me to unconditional love for myself though not my soul and not when i'm tapped into my soul and feel aligned however when i'm not in alignment i indeed have conditioned a love for myself like oh you need to look a certain way you need to behave a certain way you need to show up a certain way and that's not love that's not love that's just my mind having this conditional love but man, when I'm aligned with my soul, there is just pure, unconditional love for myself and pretty much for all. And so, almost all. You know, I just, uh, I'm not to that consciousness yet where it's like, for example, I'm not, I'm not the happiest with, I'm not going to say I love that man that need George Floyd or the killers of Breonna Taylor. No, nope. But as far as like the yomis and even my haters, yeah, there's definitely love for them and some, definitely the yomis, definitely the yomis. Unconditional, for sure. <laughs> All right, next question. Unravel Poetry asks, how did you know you wanted to leave the LDS church and how was it to follow your heart in that time? well i love this question and i was even driving through one of the more mormon territories yesterday just by myself taking certain things in looking at my grandma's house she was extremely invested in the lds church born and raised and died lds 
And, you know, most of my mom's family is also LDS. My uncle's bishop. And, yeah. And they love their life. And I love that for them. I really do. But for me, it just never was going to work out for my happiness. And a lot of my dad's side is extremely Mormon, too. However, his side is more so Jack Mormon or have also left the church. So, from both backgrounds... There's LDS in my history. In all honesty, my mom, I would say, was more of a black sheep. She left, she never left the LDS church, but she was just never an active member when she was able to experience her own freedom. And she lived life by her own rules. For example, <laughs> not waiting till marriage to have sex, <laughs> because that's why I'm here. And my dad, he also left at a very young age because honestly he couldn't stand certain things like how they treated women and people of color at that time a long time ago so he left because he's been actively anti-racist his entire life so and there are a variety of other reasons why he left too he probably didn't he's addicted to coffee and alcohol so he probably didn't like that either <laughs> so because of that even though my mom pretty much made me go to church even though she wouldn't go just with her active friends and they also really encouraged me to go and my grandma really wanted me to go everybody kind of like made me go so I went when I was younger but I really didn't like it and some things just didn't feel right for me didn't sit right and so around the time when I was 10 or 11 and my dad was like you know what, I want you to experience a variety of different churches so you can decide for yourself. You don't have to be Mormon. And I was like, awesome. So I went and tried a variety of other churches as well. Went to so many churches. Oh my. So my dad took me to Catholic churches, Lutheran. I think we even went to a Jewish one and a Baptist. But ultimately, because they were very similar to my dad's religion, which my dad is Methodist, very Methodist, so I decided Methodist was best for me. Because keep in mind, I had not yet acquired a mind of my own 100% yet. And I wanted my dad to go to church because I still deeply believed in you should go to church in order to get to heaven. And he would only go to church because... I wanted to go somewhere, he wouldn't go to the Mormon church, I'd go to the Methodist church. So there's a lot of reasons why I clearly left the LDS church aside from opening up to the fact that that was not a church that deeply resonated with me. A lot of, a lot of factors. But then when I was 12, I decided to officially leave the LDS church. Being exposed to the Methodist church opened my eyes to the freedom of what religion can bring one as that is one step beyond complete black and white perspectives and so i went to church the methodist church with my dad and i left mormonism and became methodist until eventually years down the road i even decided to not even be a christian affiliate by any means which was not easy for either of my parents to be honest <laughs> 
And another clue for me to leave was knowing that my parents wouldn't be able to attend my wedding if I were to get be, get married to another LDS person and he'd likely want to get married in a temple and therefore my parents wouldn't be able to attend my wedding and that didn't sit right with me. So that was another factor of many. So I followed my heart because honestly though I was heavily influenced by my dad with joining the Methodist Church and leaving the Mormon Church. I also just deeply knew in my heart, in my soul, that this was right and it felt so right and honestly I never looked back once. And at that time also, because this was the early 2000s, so it was like 2002 when I left. The Mormon church had not yet quite evolved, so I noticed, I think because of social media, thanks to social media and people opening up their phone and receiving a variety of perspectives, I think a lot of their members, including my cousins, have become more open-minded to so much, yet at the same time, for me, even after I left Christianity completely, I just always wanted to be someone who simply just had a relationship with the universe or God and live by my own calling, live for my own calling. And not everybody has the luxury of having a mom who's Jack Mormon and a dad who's just not Mormon. I truly had that luxury and was more easily able to decide for myself. I have immense immense admiration for those whose parents are both deeply indoctrinated in whatever religion they are and they step outside of that that is immense self-acknowledgement and power for sure anyway thank you so much for this question i could go on and on about stepping out of what the parents deliver to you when you feel like you have another calling and so i appreciate being able to even talk about it for a few moments. This episode is brought to you by one of our very first sponsors, Hum, who I am so grateful for. And I'm grateful for the fact that they gift the Yomis 20% off when you use the promo code MAGIC. (laughs) But let me tell you about Hum Nutrition if you are unaware. Well, I, for one, am a testimony to the fact that Hum's gut instinct is extremely healing for the gut. It contains 10 strain probiotics, 25 billion organisms, and 30 vegan capsules for a 30-day supply. I've talked about gut instinct time and time again on the podcast, and I can't emphasize it enough how helpful it is. And I haven't had to take it actually in a while, which is amazing. So I highly recommend for anybody that might be struggling with their gut health at this time to just try out hum's gut instinct but there are so many other types of supplements that hum helps people's vessels out with my mom always takes their age-defined skin cell protection supplement which contains turmeric phytoponyphenols for antioxidants and polypodium leuctomose. I probably again pronounced that incorrectly, but you know what? All I know is that it acts as a UV guard. So I've taken that as well, especially when I go to extremely sunny places. And it's just a nice thing to know that I am taking care of this vessel in many ways. So again, their supplements have been 
meticulously selected to balance tummy issues, skin, nails, boost your metabolism, boost your energy, have deeper sleep, or other nutritional deficiencies with giving your body, your vessel, the highest quality ingredients. They are gluten-free, non-GMO products, and most of them are vegan. And so for the Yomis, you may receive your free nutrition report from one of their nutritionists to find the right hum supplement for your needs. So go to humnutrition.com and enter the promo code MAGIC for 20% off. Again, that's humnutrition.com, promo code MAGIC. And I believe, don't quote me on this, but I believe that promo code works even on top of other discounts that they might potentially have. Sometimes they have buy three, get one free, buy two, get one free, whatever. And I believe the code magic will still apply. So that's just something to keep in mind. Anyways, enjoy the rest of the episode. Next question is from Kay Blondie underscore. (laughs) And she writes, never have I ever doubted the messages the universe sent my way. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes I'll even be questioning like, um, is this just my mind that is creating this to be a message or is this a real message? Am I just hoping this is a message or is this just, or is this a real message? Or it might be a message sometimes that I don't want to listen to. And so the universe keeps bringing it to the forefront of my vision, my mind, yet I still don't want to listen because it's scary. So I'll ignore it until The universe takes drastic measures and makes it even more difficult for me to ignore and also more difficult for me to experience. So yeah, I have definitely doubted many times or ignored purposely and pretending like I doubt. And it's not not like I can trick the universe. The universe knows what I'm doing, (laughs) you know? Such a good question though, Kate Blondie, because I'm sure that other people are like, why am I doubting the universe? And to know that other people also sometimes doubt the signs, well, there you go. You're not crazy and you're not not in tune. You just are simply human as well. And sometimes it's hard, unless we don't see the proof, it's hard to believe the universe is doing this or sharing this with us. I love this question. Thank you. And next question which I believe is going to be the last question. Maybe I'll do a couple more. So how about this one? Because this is simple. Alex Changes the World asks, where is your favorite place to adventure and connect with nature? Honestly, where it truly is wherever I'm at. So right now I'm in Utah and I had to get this lake condo so I can literally just walk out my deck and see this beautiful view of the lake and the mountains. I haven't taken a picture yet of it because I want to keep the privacy because I know a lot of people here, but I am so deeply happy with where I'm at in Utah. Utah is full of just so many beautiful nature pockets. And I mean, it also brings out my inner child because I have a lot of memories here experiencing nature. But then when I go to the desert in California, in Palm Desert, I love seeing the cacti and just the expansive hills and it does feel like I'm in a vortex. And then when I'm in Hawaii, just that luscious greenery. And I love the Hawaiian culture and just experiencing the nature there is just, 
And then when I'm in Bali as well, Mama Bali, she has such beautiful, feminine, luscious nature. So truly, wherever I'm at, I'm just so excited. I, don't, I truly don't think I have a favorite place to experience nature because all of nature excites me. Uh, so in this current moment, on this present day, my favorite thing is to look out at my lake view surrounded by the greenery and I am not complaining with the beautiful mountains in the background. I am not complaining. I love the Rockies. <laughs> I do. I'm so, so thankful to be from the Rocky Mountains. Whoa, I just said mountains with a T. I don't know if you know this, but I do have, though Utah's accents aren't very apparent, we don't often say our T's unless we think about it, but I rarely enunciate my T's. I always say mountain, but you know what? Today, I said mountain. <laughs> All right, I think that I have the energy for one more question. And let's make it a fun yet simple one. Beaming by. I'm curious if you have ever done or been interested in float therapy. You guys, I am so curious about float therapy. If you've experienced it, tell me all about it. See, I'm also very frugal and I'm like, yo, I can get into a deep meditative space on my own for free in my bed. But I do understand there's so much value to it. So is it worth it? Because I know it's really expensive. So please let me know. I'm so curious. And I'm also curious if you guys are interested in hearing more solos, please share this and so I can thank you. And then that will also encourage me to do more solos. I would love to do more solos. So please send me topics that you'd love me for me to talk about. And I'll indeed add it to my list of things to talk about. Let's connect. I'm at Raquel Mantra. Would love to hear from you. I'm slow to DMs to respond. I'm just not on Instagram all the time. I am so looking forward to connecting. I love you so much. <laughs> so, so much. And I hope that you have a magical, magical day. Now on with the outro. Yomis, that is a wrap. That is a wrap for this episode. I hope that something spoke deeply to you, expanded you in some way. Please let me know if so. You can catch me on Instagram at Raquel Mantra. I spell Raquel a different way than most, so you can see the spelling in the show notes. Or hang out with the Yomis, the like-minded, very conscious and expansive and helpful souls on the Euro Magic Facebook group especially a place to turn to when it comes to well whatever you're going through and there are several tools on the euromagic.life membership site the pyrite is monthly and the gold membership is just a one-time payment but don't forget that there's an upcoming at-home retreat experience called home you can visit that at euromagic.life forward slash home and that will be with Brie Melanson and I, my fellow alien channeling Palladian boss babe. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. So, so much. And have a magical rest of your day.